All right, guys, welcome to a Saturday night. This is our first podcast. We're super, super excited to do this. Yes, uh, sir. For me, this has been this is like a dream come true. It's not about about having the shop or about that, like the media side of this, bringing Jillian on board, um, putting like in an artistic way what we do here is like a dream come true. I think like, it's brilliant. I ha- You don't know. I've been. I, I get the biggest smile every time I see one of his videos. I'm like, oh my god, so nice. There's a there's a clear um, difference from you know a regular person doing production to someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah, and, uh-huh. and producing. You, quality honestly, content. bro, I can't. Like, you are so talented. You're making me blush, guys. You yeah. don't have to say all this on the podcast. No, but you're you are super talented. Oh, thank you. Like everyone that I show that, they're like, whoa, what? Like my neighbor today, the, yeah. the Audi, he was like, holy, hey, you think the guy could come do some work for me? I'm like, nah, sorry, man. He's all ours. <laughs> we got him. So for me, like doing this podcast, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. This is like a, a dream come true just to to be able to put something, uh, you know, like have a voice and to be a voice of our industry because this industry is so misunderstood. There's a lot of bad apples there's a lot of good apples, and unfortunately, the good apples never get their time to shine. And uh, for for me, it's just to do a podcast, to to envision something, and to actually you know get off our ass and do it. It's this is really nice, man. So yeah, it's a step in another about. direction. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I've envisioned this podcast starting somewhere, and you know, to be in a position where we can bring really cool people on board, people who are doing something. And it could be guys like someone who's just building stuff out of their house. I would love to yeah, have some someone some really cool builds. That. Yeah. Um, mm. Some interesting individuals coming on our show. And yeah. you know, just conversing with them and seeing where their head's at, why they built what they built, yeah. and what motivates them. Yeah. And I think like even uh, bringing industry people yeah. Guys from Pirelli, guys from Continental. Hey, I'd love to bring uh, someone from BMW. 100%. Let's ask them some hard exactly. questions. You yeah. never get to hear that side of the story, right? It's, yeah, some cold, hard, you know, industry inside, in, in, industry inside information. Yeah. You know? So mm-hmm. this is the first, and uh, I'm really looking forward to what's going to happen. Uh, Julian, wh- wh- where do you want to take this? Um, today? No, like in general. What's oh, your in general. what's your vision? The moon. To the moon. Yeah. No, this those coin like Shiba. Shiba. Like right now I'm 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 limited to like the three days that I'm here working, but you know, it's always on my mind. I'm like my brain isn't like, oh by the end of the year when I finish school is when I'm done here. Like, no, it's like I'm gonna take this like as far as I absolutely can because like for me, it benefits me, it benefits you, it benefits everyone. Like, yeah. exactly. for me to do as like, good as I can do, you know? So, um, yeah, right now I've just been trying to figure out, like, the most efficient way that I can, like, spend my hours right now and, like, do the most for, like, the people here and, like, make people want to come here and, like, spend mm-hmm. time. The impact of social media is very important you know what, for marketing. You know what? It's very important. You know what? It was about me that I knew he's the right guy. Because me and you, you know, we had a whole bunch of media guys come in. Yeah. And I had a bunch of emails and people saying like, hey, we'll take care of your social media. We'll get you followers. We'll, and I'm like, okay, anyone can get followers. You just, I know you're probably just going to buy them. And hey, look, I got you 5,000 fake followers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't think those guys would understand what we're doing like a day to day. For someone to just take pictures of what we do here and 
you know, make it artistic or use Canva or something and just make, you know, typical mm -hmm. stuff that you see. Get your oil change every 6,000 kilometers. Hey, it's snowing. Get your tires on. This, there's no fun in that. People no, are there isn't. Bored yeah. of it's unnatural. That. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I knew like to have someone work with us on the media side, they would have to be here full time or at least like a good amount of time so they would understand. Mm -hmm. Just consistently. Yeah. Like what we go through. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're um, asking you questions when we're hiring you and you're like, and um, you brought it up. You were like, hey, well, you know, there'll be a great thing on your resume. Mm -hmm. And Jin was like, whoa, what? Like, why on my resume? What if I, like, I want to work here and I want to retire here. And I was like, whoo. Possible. This guy knows, this guy knows the right things to say. You well, know? It, <laughs> that's just like, like, I, I wasn't thinking like, oh, what would please you? It's just like, I, there's no limit. Like, if, for me as a, like, say, if I'm a marketer here and that's my title, then like, there's no reason that I shouldn't like, you know, take it to the highest, to the highest spot. And at that point, if I'm at the highest spot, why would I want to mm -hmm. leave yeah. Yeah. and put this on my resume? Yeah. And I think uh, when I first brought you on, it was more like, hey, just do some cool work. Let's make our website cool. Like, you know, just make our Instagram. But then once you started working, I'm seeing what you're doing. It's actually opening my mind up to be like, wow, I see where this can go. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it's like there, you don't even have enough time because you know, no. I want to do like a nice thing for YouTube. I want to have the Instagram's fine, but I want to do the podcast is great. So that takes care of that. But I want to like have tutorials on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, why can't we help others? Like, yeah. and I'm honestly me as a, as a shop owner, I have no problem helping people. And like, I don't mind showing trade secrets. Like there's nothing to hide. You know, like if we have a Mercedes in here and it's got a really weird problem, like let's just say, you know, water gets in a certain spot and then it, it causes corrosion and it's common on these cars. Well, it took us a long time to figure that out. But you know what? I'd love to have that problem, like a documentary on it. Like, Well, you know, documented. Yeah. And then if someone else out there in California, in Indonesia, it doesn't even matter where they are. But if they have a Mercedes with the same issue and they were to search and our video shows up and it shows you, you know, what causes it, why it happens and how to fix it. And we're able to help people. Mm -hmm. Man, I'm like, that's cool. I have no issues. Like I see on YouTube, there's tutorials and they'll, they're always like, there's missing parts of it. Yeah. So it's like, exactly. oh, that's how you do coilovers. But then, hey, what about preload? Or what about how do you, how do you adjust this properly? And nobody really, you know, it's, it's, or you are getting really good information, but then the video quality is just horrible. Exactly. Because right? there's yeah. almost, you know what I yeah. mean? So um, bringing you on board really, really opens my mind up to like, okay, we can have tutorials. We can have obviously what we're doing. I want to showcase who we are and the vlogs are going to be a great idea because i think i have the best personality here yeah. like the guys that work here all young energetic 100 percent. you know yeah funny they got personality and uh i think man I'm, I'm really excited i'm excited to see where things are gonna go and it's it's up to us how hard we push it yes sir there's no end in sight yeah what about you Lyndon? where where do you want to take this i think it'll take itself the higher places. Yeah, you but know. like, what do you envision? For me, there isn't really a vision. There's a there's an opportunity here that I feel like it's like a gold mine. That's yeah. the way I kind of I see it. There's it's already here. It's let's show everyone. Yeah.
That's like the way that. I see it. So what got you into automotive? My passion for cars. When was that? Just passion. All the time growing up, I'd see a cool car drive by and I'd be like, oh my, what is this? Or Hot Wheels. <laughs> hey, what was your first collection. car? What was your first car? 2006 Honda Accord. <laughs> what was your yeah. first car? Oh, you went up me. It's a 2002 <laughs> Honda Accord. Yes, sir. My, SE, SE though. Honda gang. SE. My first Sunday. one was a uh, Acura Integra. Yeah, so man. we were all Honda uh, guys. Honda guys. <laughs> we're all Honda guys. You know what? You know what? I think I win though. My, my gas cap had a carbon fiber wrap on it. Ooh. Wow. I know. Guy was Again. fresh with the ladies, right? right? Plastic at my wheels. <laughs> I was that guy. I was that guy. I remember uh, when I was growing up, there was a there's a guy. Um, he had a Civic, and it was like orange or something. He had it painted. Mm -hmm. But I was like, man, that thing is so cool. It blew your mind. Oh, it blew my mind. He yeah. had stickers on it. Yeah. He had these funky rims. He had mm -hmm. Altezza tail lights. Like, yeah. Guy, and I remember one day I went up to him. I was like. Hey man, that's such a cool car, and he like, yeah. he gave me that cool look. Like you like it, buddy? I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, man, it's <laughs> so nice. But like, right then and there, he knew you were a car person. So it was oh, it's yeah. that level of acknowledgement, like son. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. It was. <laughs> yeah. it was. It was crazy. So, yeah. um, but I like what got you into cars. Like really did what it for really you. did it for me? Um, I would say playing uh, video games, one hundred percent. Yeah, I would say like the Need for Speed, the Midnight yep. Club Dub Edition. Yeah, that was my shit. Yeah, like I used to get home from school, fuck the homework, yeah. great to video <laughs> games. It was video games, video games, video games. Which, need for which Speed. Which Need for Speed? Uh, Underground and Underground Two. See, I'm old school. I was on Need for Speed Two. Yeah, you were a senior was, citizen though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Boomer status. Bring confirmed. my cane, bro. Bring my you're, cane. You're showing your age. <laughs> what about you? Hmm. It didn't really happen like all at once. It kind of just like, kind of recently. It was it was just like when I would think about where I want to be in life. It always involved like a really nice car, and um, you know, a car is like one of those wealthy status symbols. And I, that's just like what I always wanted for myself. And then like, you know, shopping is always fun, and so mm -hmm. I would just window shop these nice ass cars, and I would. Um, you know, build them in the Mercedes. I would uh, the yeah. little interior, change yes, the colors sir. of the seats and stuff. Um, and that, like, that's what I would do, like, you know, just with dreams. But then, like, recently, you know, with film and, like, what I do is, like, I got into, like, just seeing what other people are doing, filming cars and stuff. And I was like, holy crap, this is awesome. And mm -hmm. I think, like, I can do it too, you know? And exactly. so that just, like, just took on, like, a whole other... Uh, part of me and like I you know I started learning more about cars and like just becoming more interested because of like you know my passion with film just met with cars I, th I think there's like a hole in the market right now there's like maybe like 10 people in the world who are like just like really good at like car film like you know filming cars and whatnot mm -hmm. um it's a small market it's growing but uh you know I want to be one of those people you know so I agree with you yeah, yeah. like automotive showcasing yeah yeah. yeah, not many people are good at it. I agree. Yeah. 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 You know what? When I was like, I think I was seven. Yes, I was seven or eight. My dad bought me, a, I remember this. It was like a monster truck, <laughs> like one of those toys. Yeah. RC remote control, whatnot. I maybe had it for a day or two, and I broke this thing apart. I took it apart. I don't know where I found these tools, mm -hmm. and I just screwed it up, you know? <laughs> and I took the motor out, and I was giving it battery powered like I was I was a curious kid and I, I remember um my it was my mom and she was like 
you broke da da da. You know, she was pissed off at me. And my dad looked and he said, son, you'll make a good mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> and today, you know, I ended up becoming a mechanic. There you go. So I, I, I actually, you know, when I think back, man, I mean, I've been into cars my whole life. Like ever since I was a little kid. Uh, when I was 11 or 12, I used to go to uh, Zeller's. I remember this clearly too, Zeller's. Mm-hmm. You guys remember Zeller's? I do, Yeah, yes. I used to go to Zeller's. The breakfast was the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I used to go there and, and buy the the model cars that you had to put together. Yeah. And you would put those together and then buy the paint. You would paint it. And uh, mm-hmm. so that was what I was doing when I was like 11, 12. And uh, when I was in, uh, I never cared for school, man. I, 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 I just didn't care. And I didn't even know what I wanted to become. And my father was like, son, you should become a mechanic. And I'm like, ew, mechanic. <laughs> oh, such a dirt, like you're dirty. It's funny. Everyone thinks mechanic equals dirty. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually did co-op. So I did co-op. I went to this, uh, this place and they wouldn't let me do nothing. I went there and I saw guys working on cars, you know, and they were like, okay, you just sit there in the lunchroom and watch us. I was like, okay, so I got a newspaper, I started reading, going to sleep, and then they would be like, hey, we need your help. I'm like, yes, I'm going to get to do something. Go get us coffee and donuts. So I go and I walk and I get coffee and donuts, and that was it. And um, I did that that for a whole semester. I didn't even, like, do an oil change. Literally, they, they probably had bad experience, but it was... That's it was what it was. And I'm like, hell no, I am definitely not becoming a mechanic. This trade mm-hmm. sucks. I'm gonna go into computers and but then at the same time I just didn't care for school. Man. So grade twelve rolled around. Um I I actually started caring and I did pretty well. But then school was done and I had to choose a career and I said, Okay, should probably just listen to what my dad is saying. And I went to Centennial College and uh I went for the automotive uh program. And dude, I I maybe showed up fifty percent of the time. I didn't I didn't even I wasn't serious about it. You know, I just never really clicked for me. And you graduated? Yeah, I graduated. Yeah, okay. I graduated. And um, you made it. but I, I think my second year of school, something started to click and uh, I got a job at Walmart mm-hmm. as a tire lube kid. And uh, this is I was coming from the restaurant business. So it was kind of, I was used to that pace, the speed, and I, like any of Mr. Lube, any of those guys, you know, sometimes you're working on three cars at once. It's just zoom, zoom, in and out. Very and high lo- pace. Yeah, and I loved it. And um, I did that. And when I finished school, I got a job at, at a Toyota dealership. And that's when I actually, that you know, I, I realized, no, I th- you know, kind of thinking about everything, and it it was just a challenge. I love challenges, man. Mm-hmm. Things are easy. You I push bored. yourself. Yeah, I I love to be. Yeah, I love that challenge. I love, I love like when you come and throw four or five work orders at me. I'm like, that's it. Just get her done. That's all you got. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like I I love that. Mm-hmm. And if things are good and things are just given, that's um, an energy that's fed off each other, though. Yeah. I feel like which yeah. is, it's good to have. Yeah. So like I I think my whole life I've been. The cars have always been there, and mm-hmm. you know it's it's just uh, it's in my blood. And you know it's crazy. At one point, I left the industry. I was mm-hmm. a third year apprentice or maybe second year apprentice. I was just tired of all the bullshit, and uh, I was actually. There's a lot of bullshit in the industry. 
Yeah, but that's everything. Yeah. I'm sure someone who works at a bank would say the same thing. I'm sure yeah, yes. these guys get paid yeah. millions who are basketball players probably say the same thing. Yeah. Oh, man, I wish I became, you know, I'm sure mm -hmm. they have, uh, they, there's things they don't like. So I actually left and uh, I got a job at Canadian Tire as a hardware manager. Mm -hmm. I want to go into management and I wanted to go back to school, get a business degree and like just switch it up mm. you know i was thinking maybe i'll do banking or something you know mm. and bro it was in it was in my blood i mm. started to miss it my hands started tingling it's like man i was at home messing with my cars all the time i had my toolbox at home full of tools like my friends were coming over side jobs yeah, i was doing yeah. side jobs and i'm like one day yeah. i realized like you're making bank and you're like wow i'm really good at what i do and i miss this shit like what the fuck am i doing i'm some When I'm one of those stupid managers getting paid, like the worst part about <laughs> it is give, they, they give you this little walkie-talkie, you walk around and you think you're, you're important. And uh, <laughs> I was getting paid like $14 an hour. But you were a boss. But like, when no, was I that? Wasn't, definitely wasn't a boss. <laughs> when was that? That was like in 09, 07, something like that. So minimum wage was like what? Like 10 12 bucks, bucks $10? I was, yeah. I was a little bit over minimum wage. Yeah. But the, the thing was that... You were a self-made man. I was a, <laughs> I used to work so hard. <laughs> like, I would go in and, like, I'm closing and I'm responsible for everything. And then the other managers, there was, like, seven, eight managers to begin with. Mm -hmm. Any, like, customer that was pissed or had an issue, they'd be, like, saved to customer service. So I'd be, like, okay, I'd go. I'd be like, you were the go-to guy. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's where I learned my... Yeah. To relax, you know? When people go crazy... Problem solver. Yeah, the problem you, resolver. Well, I would yeah. just give them what they want. I'm, like, how can I help you? Oh, my... Yeah, here's a refund. Get out of here. You know, like, it, it was yeah. just not <laughs> worth it. It's, it's just Canadian Tire. But, yeah, man, I, I really missed it. And uh, I think this is when I, when I went back. I, I took it seriously. You know, I was like, man, I'm good at what I do. I'm young. Like, I got my license in three years. You know, mm -hmm. it takes, I think, five, six. Some guys take some eight years. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I did it in three. That's impressive. Um, yeah. It's very impressive. I wanted to be licensed, you know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but yeah, for me, man, cars have been my whole life. And now it's at a point that I feel like there's other things I wanted to worry about. You know, having a family, having kids. I'm blessed. I have a I have a boy and a girl, you know, and I have, you know, everything in life right now is the personal side is good. So now it's time to get back on on this side of it and, you know, grow this, like make this bigger, like put more energy into this. And uh, I think uh, it'd be cool. Like we just build something from here. We bring on some cool guests and we learn people's stories and. We get to uh, see some really cool cars, and uh, I think I'm really excited about seeing like, like somebody who's like you know from home, like they've done something super cool or unique, and seeing their car. And like, I think there's a lot of people out there who are just passionate about cars. 100. Right? They don't do this as a job. Like they probably work at the bank or work at wherever. You know, they're. They have nothing to do with cars. But then on the weekend, these guys are spending time and they're doing things. They're tinkering. They're doing their stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like for me, that was what, what pushed me away from actually wanting to pursue it any further was yeah. the, the day in, day out, you know, working on other people's vehicles mm -hmm. and people not wanting to fix their vehicles, not wanting to do things right. And I was just like, you know what? I can't do this because when I get home, 
I don't even want to look at my car. Yeah. Right. Whereas yeah. when I made the switch to advising, um, it, it definitely freed up my body and it freed up, um, I felt like I was more free and I was in the right environment, right? To, to definitely, when I got home, follow my passion, right? Mm. For me, I'm not the kind of guy that, you know, I like when I'm working on a car and then I'll get home and then I, I want to do that too now. Like I have mm -hmm. to separate that. So following the passion, advising, yeah. and you know, having auto, the automotive industry still as a part of my day-to-day -day job, but yeah. getting home and still being able to, you know, you enjoy know myself. You know what, I, I kind of always, uh, kind of struggle with that concept. Yeah. How yeah. do you guys feel about that? Like I always think of, okay, so I love cooking. Yeah. I love photography too. Yeah. That's something I recently mm -hmm. got into. I'm probably like one tenth of what you are when it comes to that. But for me, it's just a passion. Yeah. You know, um, cars are just like, I just, I think like, it's just been so long and I'm so involved and like having the business, it's like, it's in my blood. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not, I'm never, there's, it, even if I try to run away from being into the cars, <laughs> it's gonna follow just, you. they'll follow me. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, yeah. But like, I always think about that. I'm like, like when I was a mechanic just working, um, there were some days that I'm like, man, I hate cars. Like I just hate cars, you know? And it's not even you. It's just the things that happen. So when I was a licensed tech, I was uh, I was working at the dealership, and um, you know, dealer life is hard, man. Mm -hmm. The guys who work at the dealerships, I mean, some of them are so at the dealership, it's flat rate. Like your pay is your flat rate. So it means like, let's say you go, you show up to work, and you have your first car as an oil change. Well, the oil change pays 0.3, so it's what like 15 minutes. Correct. So. If that oil change takes you an hour because something didn't come off or, you know, you, you get couldn't paid for reset. 15 minutes, eh? Yeah. Wow. You're just getting paid 15 minutes. That's crazy. So, that's insane. I mean, yes and no. But you that's know, you just get, a loophole, like acting as if things will never go wrong. Like Exactly. But the thing is that typically that oil change comes in and, mm -hmm. you know, your job, you find your job is to, you, you know, find make sure you check that car over. You mm -hmm. know, now, this is a gray area because, you know, I work with some bad apples who just... They'll call everything. They call everything. Yeah, you know, and but that's hey, where the dealership gets the negative stigma from service. Exactly. Is, so it's more like oil change comes in, check the lights, you know, check your filters, check your fluids. You know, at the dealer, it was nice. We had history checks. So I'll, if I, I can check history and see when fluids were done, so I'm not calling a transmission service that was done a year ago. Exactly. Um, but hey, let's say the brakes are really low. The, it needs brakes. So I'd go up to the advisor and say, hey, this oil change I'm working on, it needs a, it needs brakes. So typically you just go get the customer, bring them in, show them, okay, go ahead, replace the brakes. So brakes pay you an hour and a half. I could get that done in 20 minutes, half an hour. Right. So all of a sudden I will spend an hour on the car and walk away with an hour 1.8, which is pretty good. Mm. And you know what? When it's busy, normally I was making 16, 18 hours. I've had, I had a day where I made 24 hours in a day. Wow. You know, and, and mind you, I'm, I'm working, bro. Yeah. I'm not... There is no, there is no chill time. There is no relax. You're bouncing off two, three cars and you're just go, go, go. But I mean, the pay is great. Yeah. You know, day in, day out, it starts to kind of get to you. Takes a toll. Yeah, it takes yeah, a toll. And then the worst part is when it's slow, you're not making any money. Mm -hmm. Like I had days where I went home with zero dollar. I went to work. The mechanic life is not an easy life. Yeah, it's I went to work. Really. There was no work. 
Mm. And the one or two jobs that came in, uh, and again, you're in a shop where there's, say, 10 guys. Well, you know, there's a board. So when you're the first, if you're the last guy to walk in, you came late. Well, you're on the bottom of that, that list. Mm. So if there's only five cars coming in the whole day, well, the, the, there's five guys not getting work. There's just no works. Too bad. So mm. we used to just sit in the lounge in the employee room and just watch movies and hang out. But, you know, mm -hmm. January, February, March, you know, the pay wasn't great. Then again, November, October, the pay was insane. Exactly. Right? But mm. mentally, it messes with you. Yeah, for right? sure. Right? And day in, day out. And it's just... It's Man, grueling. I, I started, you know, I I, I started kind of hating cars to a certain extent. And then uh, you would have like warranty work. So a vehicle comes in, it's a year old, customers complaining about squeaks and rattles that you don't even hear. And you know, you check the car out and tell the advisor, I don't hear nothing. And then the customer tells you, no, it's here and it's there. So you're just running around chasing something that probably doesn't exist and you don't get paid for it. Or if you do get paid, it's like 0.5. Yeah. Like you spent all day. Like I worked at this one place. Uh, it was Hyundai. I was working for Hyundai. Or Hyundai. And I got a car. Um, it was a Genesis with so many issues. This guy wrote a whole book. It was like 10 pages, like 10 lines. So like line A, check for a squeak from seat. Line B, check for noise over bumps. Check engine light on. So anyways, I'm going through this thing. I call Hyundai Canada, get their tech support involved. So typically, if you have a warranty issue, that's going to be a lot of problems. You get the head office involved. So, you know, they, they would pay you for your time and you have like a documentation of, hey, look how much I've done. So anyways, I spend the whole week on this car, okay? Uh, change this, change that, all sorts of craziness. And um, by the end of it, my manager goes, oh, did you submit all your lines? I'm like, yeah, I did. He's like, how much time did you log on this car? I'm like, well, I've been working on it the whole week. So, I mean, I, I hope I get paid 40, 30, 30 hours at least. Like, I know I'm, I wasn't going to get paid fair. Mm -hmm. He comes around and tells me, sorry, but you got approved for four hours. No way. Four hours. You worked the whole week. And I, I look at him like, come on, man. Like, I came here every day and I did my job. Nobody else wanted to do this job. I did it because someone had to do it. I mean, if Hyundai Canada is not paying, you need to pay me for my time. And he goes, well, I can't pay you for it. They're not paying. I said, well, that's not fair to me. It's not like, it's not like I was, you know, wasn't doing anything. I literally, I worked. Yeah. Like, you have to pay me for my time. And he said, no. So I, I left that job, you know. Yeah, and I, I've never. One of the best decisions you have ever made. <laughs> yeah. But bro, just think about it. No. I I'm a licensed technician. Yes. I work 40 hours, maybe more on this car. Definitely, I probably put more time. Mm -hmm. You know what? And they, they pay me four hours. That's I would have made more money if I worked at McDonald's or Walmart. It doesn't even matter. I could have done Uber. Like I and and you know what? This is this is and why this is a skilled trade. Yeah, highly skilled trade. Yes. You know, you're Very looking at skilled. engineering diagrams and wiring and all sorts of craziness and you're chasing problems and then you're not getting paid. So that's why I'm really against flat rate. That's why my guys here are not flat rate. You know, they're hourly plus they get a little something on a bonus. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they, they do have a willingness to kind of get work done, but they're not, their pay is not based on the amount of work that's coming. Exactly. In. And that's the way it should be. Yeah. but That's the way the, the industry should be across the board. Yeah. And the industry is not. And uh, I know some shops, like there's some Mercedes, head, like uh, corporate stores, 
they've gone that route or mm-hmm. they're guaranteeing their guys 40 hours. So if the mechanics are going and working for 40 hours, they're getting paid for it. Exactly. Which is nice. But overall, that just doesn't exist. And that honestly causes one of the, like a lot of issues, a lot of issues because, you know, guys are not being paid. First of all, skilled guys are not being paid. And, uh, you know, they're almost being forced to do things that maybe they wouldn't, you know, like you go to work and there's no, or you're not paid for your time. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Sometimes I guess some guys, they'll justify maybe calling breaks that are like, I've seen it fine. numerous yeah. times, you know, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've seen that numerous times mm-hmm. that, you know, someone's doing a break job and I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, uh, the, the customer complained about noise or whatnot. And it's like, yeah, I, I know what you're doing, but you know what? Mm-hmm. What can you do? I remember one time at the dealership, I was working on this CRV and uh, it needed break. I get the advisor came back, you know, he's giggling and he goes, oh, I got you a green light on everything. I'm like, okay, cool, sweet. I got work. He goes, no, 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 plus more. I'm like, what do you mean plus more? He's like, well, I sold the shocks. We're going to do alignment. We're going to do the ball joints. And I'm like, dude, the car doesn't need shocks. And he looked at me like, what, you crazy or something? He's like, bro, like it's, I got you work. What are you complaining about? I'm like, okay, it's cool. I understand that. But there's literally nothing wrong with the shocks. And to make it worse, he he was getting aftermarket shocks. So we're removing Stop. factory <laughs> parts on a car that has like maybe 100K on it. Mm-hmm. And we're putting aftermarket junk. And charging and, close to the same. Well, you, yeah, they're charging for and and I just, honestly, man, I I couldn't do that. That yeah. for me, that was just like, okay, this is beyond. This is not even like a customer's complaining about it. The guy never even said anything about exactly. His shocks, you know, and the thing is that as and, a technician, and the sad thing is, what does the customer know? He doesn't know exactly. Well, for me, what it was is that I met the guy because like I went into the showroom and I was like, sir, come on in. I'm working on your vehicle. It needs this, 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 and like. I met the guy. He's like, oh, thank you. He's appreciating what I'm doing for him. And then this advisor sells him things he doesn't need. And that could be like your brother, your cousin. That could be someone. But it puts me in a single father. Yeah, it put put me in a bad spot, man. I I wasn't too happy. And so I told him like, you know what, man? I don't want to work on this car. Like you want to do this? And -hmm. and it became an issue because I'm the one that inspected it. So I want to get paid for my time. The work that's required, I want to do it and get paid for it, but I'm not doing your the other work, other stuff. And then exactly. I was in the office talking to the manager, and the service manager was like, "Oh, you know, I, you know, he has a job, you have a job." Like pretty much, he didn't want to deal with it. And obviously, yeah. the guy selling the work, making the company money, is gonna win that argument over me nine times out of ten. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was another. That was is you know, it's like you you go through certain experiences in life that make you you know, want to do something different, you know? So I think that was definitely, I'll never forget that. That was something where I was like, man, I never want to, like, I want to open my own place. So like, I wouldn't do that. Right. You know, like I wouldn't just to make a quick buck, mm-hmm. like rip someone off. And here we are. You know? And it, and the, yeah. the thing is, there's so many times that I've even done like, um, you know, like someone comes in and, and they're, they're like, they need a tire repair, you know? And you just... Do a tire repair and you just say, you know what? Have a good day. Have a good day. Yeah. It's twenty dollars, bro. You're not gonna get rich over twenty bucks. Exactly. But you know what? You They'll just made someone's day. Exactly. That, that guy is probably having a horrible day. You made someone's day. You didn't a flat charge tire, him nothing. You yeah. Know, stress involved with 
oh man, this, that, it slowed their day down. Yeah. You know, you help someone out, you give them that, you know, back, back on track to where they were planning on being. Yeah. And, you know, they have that thought in their mind as well. Okay. This guy's good. Yeah. You know, these, and this place is good. And there's some of honest. those, some of those customers are the ones that are like super loyal, man. Like exactly. some of those customers are the ones that I did. And it's crazy because, um, I had a customer, you know, Katrina, she was here last week with her mm -hmm. Mazda. Yeah. And she told me, she was like, Kobayashi, yeah. Yeah. She was, I, I, I forgot what I told her. Like, oh, yeah, she said she moved to Bowmanville, but she's still rather come here. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why? Like, you're so far. She goes, no, I'll never go anywhere else because I remember the first time I came here, you guys were closing up. My tire needed, like, repaired, and you guys did it, and you didn't charge me anything. Mm -hmm. And she's like, that was the sweetest thing someone's done for me. And you know what? You guys never disappoint and me. And we didn't try and sell her bullshit. Yeah. And it's crazy that such like, so it's almost like, you know what? Just do something good because you don't know where it's going to take you. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I think sometimes people are so focused on, you know, I'm not doing something for free or why should I do it? You know, mm -hmm. it's like even you, you know, you do this real cool video for someone. Next thing you know, you don't even know who they are. Or next mm. thing you know, a year from now, you bump into them exactly. and they're like making a movie and they're like, hey, Jillian, come on in, you know? Yeah. Like, I no, find I've, like... I've had lots of people like, like, for example, like the, how you found exactly. out about me. I made that video for you and I just... Here I just, we are today. I sent, I sent it to you, right? And I here just, we are today. Yeah. I sent it to another guy and he said, oh man, I'll come in and ask you for a video. And like towards the end there, like, you know, I wanted, I would, I would absolutely make the videos for free, but like, you know. I just didn't have time to like not be you working food, and yeah. then like only like to make the videos. So 100%, mm -hmm. you know, I just didn't, your, yeah, time, your yeah. time is money. And well, it's, I just, it's, it's I not just, that in here, sorry to speak over you, but no, 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 you're good. it's not necessarily the act of you filming that, that you're charging for. It's the, the knowledge and the skill that you possess. Yeah. Right. And I find this a lot too, when people call in and they say, well, are you going to charge me for a check? And I say, or a diagnostic. And I'm like, well, yes. You know, when an electrician comes to your house, do you pay the electrician to diagnose the issue? Of yeah. course you do, right? It takes all that, the years of, of you know, schooling, all the knowledge yeah. that they've accumulated. That's costed that, that's, that's been a, a huge cost to that individual on their journey to where they are and, mm -hmm. and who they are today. So it, it's time, it's time invested. You're paying for some, someone's professional abilities. I, right? You know what? I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that. I'm no. I'm on the other side of that. So when I first like started or even like I don't have to go too far. Like when we came into this mm -hmm. building, dude, we used to do like no charge diagnostic on everything. Okay. It was crazy. Now that I think about it, I'm like, wow. You know, like somebody would come in, complain about anything. We're like, yeah, we'll check it out for free. Quick mm -hmm. check in and out. Check engine light on. Sometimes I'm spending like two, three hours figuring out their check engine light. And we tell them like, hey, this is what you need. And they're like, okay, thanks. I'll let you know. And we never see them again. Never again. So I've been down that road of freebie, freebie, freebie. But I'll be honest with you. I know 100% things wouldn't be where they are today if, if you I hadn't didn't that put route. in that time. Yeah. So it's a for give and sure, take. It's a give and yeah, take. Yeah, for sure where we are, where the business yeah. is established, we have loyal clientele. You know what? We have so many guys working here now yeah. that doing freebies is, and I, I still feel we do a lot of, well, Helping it's not out. even that, though. We have our charge at the door, right? Yeah. It's when a customer says, are you going to charge me for that? Like, uh, the assumption that what they're getting isn't a value is what yeah. I'm trying to sort well, of insinuate. Well, and the, the, different, the, the other thing that's happened is a lot of those no-charge helping out, you know what? What I found was 
okay, so you help someone out, you fix their tire, they're mm-hmm. gone. But then someone's light's not working. So you say, hey, I'll do something quick for you just to make it work. Exactly. And you do it. And then a, a day later, it doesn't work. They call and they're like, oh, my light's not working. You guys, da, da, da. they're like, yeah. they're giving you shit. And I'm like, dude, I told you this was a quick, quick fix. fix. You exactly. need to replace the assembly or whatnot. And then yeah. unfortunately, there's been a lot of those things that make you, you're like, you know what? I shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. I should just stick to doing certain things by the book and do it right so you're not in a position of weakness where you're not. Well, I don't even think it's that. Guy. I think it's impulsive human nature mm-hmm. from a customer standpoint where you don't know, Yeah. right? Like it, it's that assumed, you know, I'm here, I'm paying, you know, you're here to serve me. Mm-hmm. It's that human nature mentality. And right? for, for you, it's like balancing being a good businessman and then like, to what you think is being a good human and a good person yeah. to that other. It's walking yeah. the line of your boundaries, of your yeah. personal you boundaries gotta, and your professional and, and, boundaries. And, and, and again, it's like if you're starting something new, my advice always is like if you're starting something new, like a new business, sacrifice. a new idea, you got to sacrifice. You know, yeah. I've done, I've slept in the shop before yeah. like multiple times because like I was doing something like. That, that BMW, the M5. Yeah, that. And there mm-hmm. was a when I was doing a lot of customization and when, when the business was high speed performance, um, we were doing stuff for Honda Canada and we had to meet deadline because the car was going to the show, uh, Metro convention center. Exactly. Yeah. So I had, I had no choice. We were working till like two in the morning, mm-hmm. slept, woke up like just craziness. But what I'm saying is like, when you're starting a new idea, you got to put the sacrifice in. Mm-hmm. You got to be willing to just take a L. It's okay. Exactly. You know, if someone gets away, like if you do something for free, you can't be like, oh, I did something. No, it's you're investing in yourself. It's just right? part of the process. It's yeah. part it of the process. It just won't happen without that it. Loss it's just is an investment. Yeah. You just exactly. do good. You know what? Even if, even if like, so I, I know this for a fact because when I started this business, I know at least three, four other guys like that we all kind of started in the same boat, you know, like starting a new shop and like two of those guys closed down. They just didn't make it, you know, and uh, the other guy, he's in the same, you know, and things haven't changed much. And uh, I look at what's happened here and it just keeps growing every mm-hmm. like every year. It's it just keeps growing progressing. And, growing. Yeah. and I think it's because the fundamentals. Right. For me, it's not about me. I never put my name on the business. I don't it's not about me at all. Exactly. You know, each and every person that works here, um, they bring something huge to the table. You know, Lyndon, you've come on, you bring something huge to the table. Jillian, you come that. on, you bring something huge to the table. So it's not about me. I want your vision. I want your vision. I want like ideas. You know, it's could it just be my idea or could it be like three heads thinking about ideas? You know, like we were thinking about the name for this show. Yeah, it's a huge we're collective. thinking the name for this show, and it's like, hey, this that. But if we're all thinking, there's way more processes going on. You Three's know, more powerful than one. Yeah, and so yeah. for me, it's never about me. It's about the team. It's about building something that's great that stands on itself. Like people say, hey, Pickering Auto Lab. A lot of customers walk in; they don't even know who the owner is, and I mm-hmm. like that because mm-hmm. I don't want I don't want that kind of attention. Exactly. You know, they see me like working on their car. Exactly. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to be walking in here with a suit and feeling like I'm somebody. No, man, I, I'm I'm just as important as, 
you know, my lowest, the, 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 exactly. you know, the lowest the next guy, skill the loop guy. Tech, yeah. yeah. My loop tech in here, you know, I, I, cause when I was a loop tech, I got treated unfairly. I got, mm. I got, you know, put down, you know, and I hated that experience and I don't want anyone mm-hmm. to have that experience. You know, same thing. Like we literally have a meeting to be like, guys, you know, love and respect for each other. Like, yo, we're a team, we're a family. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, it's like, that's all I care about is that the company is doing well and then the customers are happy. And uh, I think a lot of guys don't understand that concept because they make it too much about themselves. Mm. You know, they're like, why would I do something for free? That is exactly it. Yeah. Or like, or guys, because they're so like, it's about them. If a customer comes in and complains automatically, they're defending. They're like, Mm -hmm. no, it wasn't me. It wasn't Mm -hmm. us. And I'm like, man, hold on a second. It could be us. Right? Yeah. yeah, it could very well be us. Could yeah. be, could very well be something that one of our techs have done, or you know, something. Oh, we made a mistake. Yeah, and it's and it's the admission of the fact that we are all human. You know, like you say all the time, we're not flipping hamburgers. It's yeah. a very complex industry, and it's not an easy job. Yeah. So, intermission, bro. What's the dream build? Oh, the dream build. Shit. Like with what kind of budget? Infinite. Unlimited budget. Unlimited, yeah. dude. Honestly, I'd, I'd I'd say I'd still stick with like uh, I like the Mercedes GTR, GTR Black Series, and then go oh, off the that. AMG GTR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The two door Mercedes coupe? man here. Huh? The two door coupe. Yeah, the Black Series. Yeah, I'm not the a new fan. One that just came out. I'm not a fan. I uh, was like, I just blacked out, arrow hmm. everywhere. That's a weekend car. Okay. And what, what's a weekday car? I'm talking. I'm like talking. Bus? School bus? <laughs> School no, bus. <laughs> fair point. Fair point. Fair point. No, you're right. We all have our different, you know. But that's what's cool. Everyone has. Yeah. And I, I, I learned that a while ago. Like, mm-hmm. don't judge anybody. I'm sorry. You see for some you. weird. I'm no, not. No, no, no. But you see some weird shit and you're like, what the fuck was this guy? Oh, you thinking? definitely yeah. see some weird shit. Yeah. But then, yeah, man, I've seen some interesting things at Carmi. It's like, what's the worst thing you've seen? <laughs> the worst thing worst I've car seen? You've seen at Carmi, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was probably like a early 2000s Corolla, and it had cardboard. It had a cardboard wide body kit on it. So that was a joke, though. They no, weren't serious. no, the guy was like, no, pretty. Le- I'm telling you, the guy was pretty like legit and serious about his build to the point where the guy dumps the clutch and just, just full send on his way out of the Carmi, <laughs> and everyone's just looking at him like. What is going on? Yeah. It was quite an interesting uh I only experience. started going to car shows, like car meets yeah. this summer and filming them. So I don't want to say anyone because well, they'll probably know who it is. Yeah, that's true. What do you <laughs> what do you what do you think about uh the stigma of car meets with the carryover of takeovers? Uh takeovers like, like, being like the street the, takeovers. The, yeah, the, you know the, the whole crack yeah, 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 yeah. Police are pretty heavy on uh, car enthusiasts yeah. and people who have any form of modi- modification on their vehicle. We're all kind of grouped together. You know, you have a loud exhaust, you're a street racer, right? And that's kind of synonymous with the fact that takeovers and the street racing and all that stuff has been so large during the lockdown and the pandemic that it's just sort of grown exponentially. Mm. And uh, what do you think about the whole like thought process of the general public, the view the general public has on people like us? Um, well, like people just see like the bad videos, like Mm -hmm. the stuff that makes the news is just the stuff where someone gets hurt or like, you know, cars run away. Well, like obviously because like there is no like good space. Um, there's no, there's no really room at all to like legally modify your car. 
when it comes to like insurance companies and like mm -hmm. stuff like that to to do like so you have to keep it all like on the down low and it, and it just like it le there's no room for the car community to do what they want to do legally unless mm -hmm. you have like absurd amounts of money to go to the track or like you or know just write off those exhaust tickets like they're nothing yeah exactly yeah. or get a nice car that's like somehow legal stock because it's a lamborghini but even still though <laughs> you know my, I mean? my my good friend has one right and stock exhaust and the guy gets pulled over gets tickets gets everything on what car? With a, uh, lamborghini um he gets a ticket on yeah, his lamborghini why yeah. well pro probably because he revs it pretty high but you know, stock exhaust, unnecessary noise. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. know. They have, see, that's the thing. They have all kinds of ways. Yeah, instead of no muffler, it's unnecessary noise. Oh, okay. Right? Excessive so noise. Excessive yeah. noise. Here's the thing. It's illegal exhaust, but you're, you know, excessive noise. Because one neighbor may call in, this and that. Yeah. One thing leads <clears throat> to another. Here in Canada, we have no Autobahn. Like, we have no place to, like, enjoy our car. We have That's no true. place. And so, like, we'll take uh, an empty parking lot at the very least. That's what we'll try and do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And even then, like, now they have, like, thing, systems in place to, like, ticket us there. In anywhere, private parking anywhere, lot. Anywhere. In your or own driveway. Yeah, exactly. You can get ticketed. In your own driveway. In your own driveway, yes. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, you know what? I try to be, like, look at it from both point of view. I mean, I get it. You know, there's a lot of guys into their cars. They do awesome work. The vehicles are safe, mm -hmm. right? But you have a lot of guys who, I don't know. Yeah, well, absolutely. They, there's a dangerous and, aspect. And for instance, the last meet I was at, bro, the people were doing donuts or <laughs> doing the circle, smashed into people, <laughs> yeah. smashed into a car. Some guy some got guy his got head smacked with a brick some and guy, lost his so, eye. So the kid that I think yeah. hit somebody, they came after him, smashed a brick, and his eye popped. Like, just yeah. come on, guys. Like, it's... <laughs> But that's the oh, thing, like people, people are going to do it, whether it's legal or not. So regulate yeah. it so it's safe. Yeah. And here's the thing that like they, whether it's just be like the police or whoever makes the laws have no like time or like patience or energy or understanding. I agree knowledge. with you and I agree with you a lot. You know, when but you it's going to happen. When you pressure it, it's going to boil itself to a point where, you know, it has to escape somewhere. Yeah. Something has to give uh, on, you know, like it's just like the prohibition. You see how successful the prohibition of alcohol was, mm -hmm. you know, not very successful. When you put so much pressure on a group of people, yeah. right, you're going to get, you know, people are going to resort to even more extremes, mm -hmm. right, to get their fix. Well, it's, it's just going to happen, and it's going to exactly. happen in an unsafe way. In a more unsafe way, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that excessive enforcement leads to, you know, more extreme measures. It's like yeah. being a helicopter parent. Right. You know, you keep on your kids and you're on your kids and you control every movement they do. They're going to push back. They're going to, you know, in theory. Right. It's that whole ideology, I feel. Yeah. You so what, what do you saying? do? What's the what's the resolution? Well, um, well, it's a great question. The resolution, like it's, it's really hard to um, like if you look at Toronto, for example, like every car group is they're all separated. You know, it's mm -hmm. very small. It's not like a, a global community or like just one community in mm -hmm. Toronto. It's very hard to like control like a set group of people that aren't, you know, led by one, you know, sole yeah. thing. Um, so it's really hard to like control them mm -hmm. and say, hey, stop doing donuts and doing crazy stuff on like TO takeovers and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And stop clapping people with bricks. Um, and, you know. Police already have like enough things. Some people just want to do that, though. You know, huh? some people are just into doing that stuff. 
Right, but there's no place to do it legally when there could be. Clapping someone with a brick? No, but like, <laughs> you, like you know, even that, if you wanted to throw a brick at a car, you know, like where are you going to do that? If yeah. you don't have like your own land, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, good you point. Know? Good point. Why is there not, why is there not like, and if you want to drive your car fast, you can't. You just can't. Mm-hmm. And the thing is like speed limits haven't changed, but cars have gotten safer. Speed limits point, haven't yeah. changed for years and well, years and years. Well, now we years. got more and more enforcement with cameras. There's well, got cameras going up everywhere. I think that's so. a revenue but target more revenue than it is. Yeah, yeah, more than it is for actual speed enforcement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's just it's just you don't really uh, like Germany, for example. Like, if if you want to drive your car fast, you can drive your car fast, and it's legal. And you know, I don't know. Like, maybe it's just like not international news, but I don't hear about any like. No issue. Don't. Any like, I don't know. People would like lose their their minds if you said, "Oh, let's have a highway with like no speed limit." But <laughs> Can you like, imagine. But like, yeah, it, it works, so and it's worked in group would lose their mind. <laughs> it's worked in Germany for like. You know a what long I always time. thought? This is uh, not a resolution, but I think this would be a really cool idea. Um, Downsview Park. I know it's a military base or something, but I mean it's huge. Mm-hmm. What if they put a nice track there? Plus a huge parking lot had like cool meets, you know, and instead of all of us going to like some, some Walmart like parking Walmart lot. parking, yeah. which is unfair to that, to those Establishment, people. Yeah. Exactly. Honestly, it's so unfair. Garbage gets left behind. Yeah. Tire people marks. are, people are, people just make a huge mess. They destroy everything. Okay. And you mm. know what? With a huge crowd, that's, it happens. I'm sure a guy who has a banquet hall, when there's a wedding at the end of the night, whoever cleans up, it's probably pretty huge mess they clean up but 100%. guess what they got paid it's cool you know so what if you did at downsview park a huge track or something really cool and then you could set it up to be that plus put some safety in place and then charge people i would i would pay for it i would pay 20 bucks or whatever to get in yeah put my car in a nice spot and then if i wanted to be you know i want to do some donuts or show off there's like a exactly. spot for that and people are safe and no one's running around inside no one's putting fire on you know what i mean so me personally i'm not i'm not i mean it's uh, a lot of that stuff i guess is entertaining but then mm-hmm. when someone gets hurt plus it makes all of us look like idiots that's the biggest thing right where yeah. i can get pulled over you know and I think I'm going to get tickets and impounded. And the cop says, oh, you have a really nice car. You know, I really like what you've done. And then the next day, I could get pulled over. Mm-hmm. And I could receive a whole bunch of tickets just for driving the speed limit in my car. Because let's say two days ago, there was a huge takeover event making the news. And somebody got hurt. So mm-hmm. they ramp up their enforcement of modified vehicles. Yeah. Right? So it's a, it's a give and take on all sides. Where I feel ultimately officer discretion is important. But there yeah. isn't a uniform way that they think because like I said, I've been pulled over and I've been told that I have a very nice car, mm-hmm. but then I've been pulled over and I've been mm-hmm. told quite the opposite. Right. And it's just the individual bias that each officer has. There's a too much total control to, to an officer in every, any given moment, in mm-hmm. my opinion, where yeah, we yeah. are. I feel yeah, like it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's just a mess. I think it's just getting worse. Yeah. And then when there is meets, people are pushing that envelope too. Exactly. Right, and then the cops that are not 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 into cars, they just think of all of us as doing donuts. a bunch of monkeys. Yeah, a bunch of monkeys. <laughs> a bunch and we're of just, monkeys. You know, some we're of us unsafe. are. Some of us are. Yeah. But uh, some of us are law-abiding citizens that you know show up to work every morning, you know, clock out every yeah. evening, have families to feed, 
we just like to do it you know with nice vehicles but the thing is is there is there a is there just this excitement is there some hype is it like for the tiktok kind of vibe going on that the takeovers are just it's the clout generation exciting? it's the clout generation yeah yeah i'd say like for like internet fame like but like even before that like someone would ruin their tires just because people because mm. it's fun because it's fun and like that's why i think like it's yeah. important to have like to keep this like you know in person car community because like you know, it's, everything is so antisocial, especially with the lockdown, you know, mm -hmm. like, where are you going to find your friends? Where are you going to exactly. meet people? Some people, like, you know, all the, like, the mental illness that, mm -hmm. like, has, like, come of, like, people being alone, stuck mm -hmm. inside, haven't been able to do their normal activities, you know? And if, if someone's only friends are, like, in the car community and they can only meet after work and they're busy and blah, 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 and they have this allotted time to meet at this, this parking lot, like... Just like let them do it. It's, it's like one of the few things people can do for free anymore. Exactly. If you want to like go and, and play volleyball or like basketball, you have to pay yeah. to be mm -hmm. in a league. It's a great you know? point. You know, if it's if it's like an organized sort of deal. Um. So it's yeah, more, I it's more than just the car. Yeah. For for some people, yeah. it's their their friends. Their their you know not not necessarily like lifestyle, but it's it's their hobby. It's like what they like. It's passion. Have, yeah. Have time to do outside of like work. Mm -hmm. You know. And I think I think that's a great idea. If someone came along with like a large investment to buy a large piece of land and put like you know asphalt down and mm -hmm. just have like you know just a safe haven for car goers, that was like you know organized events where you paid like a small amount of money. And so then you run into the second concern of insurance. Oh yeah, no, of course it would never it, <laughs> it would never happen because like it's illegal. Exactly. Because that's the problem, man. Insurance yeah. that's a hard one to like. Exactly. Where do you even go with that? Is you can't have a fast car unless you have, you know, a hundred grand for like a car. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Otherwise it's illegal. Which like why? So how how is insurance work? Like if you have anything done to your car, it's considered illegal? Well, well you have to yeah. claim it. And to claim it, then you'll go from paying, say, like three hundred dollars a month to like seven hundred dollars a month That's why on I'm one mod. Like two hundred and seventy dollars a month compared to a hundred and sixty five, hundred and fifty dollars a month. When I got uh, rear ended my insurance company was like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, this car doesn't look normal. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you know, and they're like, okay, well, we'll cover it. But uh, you have to sign a waiver and uh, your premiums are going up. I waiver said, for what? Uh, I forget what, oh, they claim my um, modifications. Yeah. So did you have to list like you oh, have a... Yeah. Uh, yeah, suspension. Your suspension and yeah, all that? Yeah, all that stuff. Really? Yeah, but they, yeah. but they were surprised. The adjuster, like they, it was a very smooth process. Oh, okay. I understood. That's I'm like, good. Okay, you know what? I'll pay this money to have my car covered. Sure. To have yeah. my, my passion, my project covered or the comfort of if something happens to my vehicle and my wrap gets scratched, you'll pay for it. Absolutely. I'll pay this extra bit of money. That's I'll really pay good. my dues. Right? Sometimes it's not that simple though. Sometimes, Sometimes for certain cars, not. for random, say like a turbo game over, game over for your affordable car. You know, mm -hmm. that's it. If you boost the star car. Yeah, that CRV it. comes with a turbo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no. You're going to like that, eh? Yeah, well, a CRV yeah. is now turbocharged. Really? I'm sure the... Actually, my father had a CRV, the near one with a turbo, and it, this insurance was super cheap. Huh. So if yeah. you take your whatever car you got and put a turbo in it, you know, your insurance is going up. Yeah, you're and a if bad you, boy. And, and if you can't afford that, like, you know, um, and you don't claim it, your insurance can choose not to cover you. Exactly. Just drop just you because, on the fly. Just because of like who, whoever decides, whoever's mm -hmm. on the phone that day, if they're having a bad day, they can say like, "Oh no, sorry." Well, we definitely have a lot of things uh, we're gonna tackle. I think uh, 
you know, these are things that we need to look at and talk about and see how we can help or, or have a discussion at least. We can get that uh, OPP officer, Kerry Schmidt. Yeah, we'd love to Can get him on here. Yes, yeah. converse with him. Yeah, we like to see how yeah. the OPP thinks, and maybe we can change their mind on something. Exactly. So right. I mm-hmm. think, I think as the podcast goes on, we'd de- uh, love to bring on guests that are going to contribute to the this idea because this is definitely something that's affecting our community a lot. And not a lot of people are actually sitting down and talking about mm-hmm. issues that are, you know, surrounding. The automotive the industry, thing is it's not a culture. Simple. Yeah, it's, it's just not, not simple. simple. Yeah. Because not simple, you can but. have a great conversation. You could have, you know what, everyone who's into cars, they can all get together and be like, okay, we're not going to do this. And all it takes is one guy exactly. who no one even knows who's put lowering spring or cut his springs, comes on to one of these meets and just does something stupid and ends up hurting someone. And guess what? It's on the news. And we all... As a result, pay the price. Yeah. And, and the mm. cops are not like, oh, some random guy did it. They're like, these car guys are a bunch of idiots and they don't mm. listen. But so then when even you flip if you it, had but, like a truce, you're, you're screwed. I see that. But when you flip it, though, this is what frustrates me. When you flip that scenario and, you know, you hear this about a cop or you hear that about a police officer. But it's not, every, it's not all police officers. There's a lot of great police officers yeah, in our exactly. country. All right. There's a lot of great people who get into that field. To, to serve a cause greater than themselves. It's just stereotypes. Right? Better safe than but, sorry. Everyone thinks that yeah, way. Exactly. Yeah. And, but it's it's combating that belief system and that that mentality, right? Mm-hmm. And it's and it's pushing through it to find something that uh, can bring results. All right. And I feel I feel like you know when a one person says you know well all cops are this they're not. Yeah. 100%. You can't. It's yeah. not it's a blanket statement. Yeah. It's problem. not. It's not their fault. Exactly. It's yeah. an individual. It's yeah. one individual. You have yeah. to look at it as that one person made a bad choice. Also starts from right. like stems from insurance companies and like mm-hmm. anyone who reforms the laws to make like, you know, tickets like an insane amount for just doing like, you know, it's in the politician. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not the police officer themselves. It's the oh. person who's granted them the power to mm-hmm. do what they're doing. Well, I think, I think the discussion is important. I think coming up with solutions and new ideas is important. And I think, you know, that's something that maybe we're even gonna, bringing politicians on our yeah, on we, our show um, for sure. I think for us personally, this is something we're gonna try to tackle because you know not enough is being said, and it's mm-hmm. both sides, and you just have to look at it from both sides of the picture. And at the end of the day, the cops are the ones who are enforcing the law. They have the power. You know, they're, when you're driving the ones your with the modified discretion. car, yeah, they're the ones yeah. with full when you're driving your modified car down the road, you don't have that. You know, mm-hmm. um, when you're the one really loud exhaust, making a lot of noise, two, three in the morning. And your neighbors are complaining. Well, you know what I mean? So there's, exactly. But the discussion is important and bringing people on who are going to benefit the discussion and bring cool new ideas is important. And at the end of the day, there's a problem and this we got to start somewhere. Exactly. So we got to talk about it and we got to figure out is there something we can do? Because it seems to me every year the gap for us is just getting smaller and smaller. Exactly. You know, oh, this law is no longer working. Well, let's introduce something where we can do this. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys think you can have fun at private property? Well, hey, let's make a law where, you know, now they can Now come you get cannot you. do this. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, they're just making it difficult. And then what happens with the whole, everything's going electric. What's, what's to say in a couple of years, they're going to try banning gasoline vehicles. Mm-hmm. You know, what happens to... It's kind of like the same, like the guys talk about, you know, banning guns and all that. We've got a while we for gasoline be in vehicles. That? I, I, think, huh? I think we still have our, li- our lifetimes to spare. Well, we, we, we have, I mean, oil companies on our side. 
over their dead bodies will hmm. gasoline cars be banned mm-hmm. you know thank, Any, like, thank you shell <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it 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 will happen eventually for sure yeah but, you know but, but there's, there's saying, a pushback like, on our side yeah, yeah the whole point is that every year the gap is just getting smaller and smaller and it's not to denounce the progress that electric vehicles have made but you own a tesla let's be honest elon yeah. musk is a great guy yeah. but what's the fun in driving a tesla <laughs> unless think, you're driving I a p100e a, i think that's i think that's a a discussion on its own. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a good one hour that we it can talk about. It is a very good EV one. EV versus gas. The EV, yeah, versus gas. Because I, I def, definitely been driving the Tesla for about six months now. Mm-hmm. And, is, it, uh, is it crazy fast? It's pretty fast. Yeah. I'll give it that. <laughs> yeah. But it's, you know what? It's not about fast because really you, it's about emotions. It's about yeah. feeling yeah, the car, I have a the question. roar. You know, it does make a huge difference. I, I, have, a, I have a question for you. Um, I've heard that like what Teslas and people who get in EVs realize or, or like they come to, it comes to their attention is that they don't have this, um, sitting, this anxiety of when they're like sitting in traffic idling. And supposedly it's like, you can actually relax in a Tesla when you're in traffic because there's not this idle of like this and mm-hmm. your understanding of your burning gas waiting in traffic mm-hmm. sort of thing. Is that, have you like felt uh, that I'll be honest, I never think like that. Yeah. No? For me, waiting in traffic, you know what? We don't worry about gas you know mileage. <laughs> yeah, <it's> just, <laughs> we, we've come to accept our fate. Yeah, we accept that. I think for me, the, right the traffic is, yes, when you put it under uh, uh, autopilot or autonomous, it's really nice that when you come up, it just does everything on its own. Well, you see all those videos, right? Of people, you know, sleeping on the freeway yeah. and the car taking them from A to yeah. B. Yeah, well, that's that's pushing it. But <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, you're in traffic, right? The stop and go. Yeah. yeah. Tesla will just go, stop. That's crazy. It will just keep that perfect that's distance. Insane. Yeah. And, you know, for that purpose, like, the autopilot is great. And it's the tech never is had. Dude, yeah, it's never had. It's never done anything crazy. Something I'd love to talk about next time, too, is how, like, Uber plans to uh, take, or I mean, Tesla plans to take over Uber by yeah. like 2023, supposedly. And well, wow. you know what's funny about that? When I when I was thinking about leasing the vehicle, they were like, yeah, sure, if you lease it, you can't buy it out at the end. And I'm wow. like, oh, really? Why? Oh, well, they're planning on, by that time, they're going to, all the lease returns they will use to, you know, have it's as taxis. A, taxis or whatnot. Yeah. And that makes Automated perfect taxis. sense. Yeah. Now so also, let's say four years after, the vehicles are barely driven. They're still relatively in great shape. Put them as taxis. They're also making, um, you know, just purely automated taxis yeah. with like no steering wheel just to pick up people on Uber or like, you know, the Tesla app. And That's crazy. Their, their goal, and they'll probably make it happen, is to have um, a one million mile range, like car vehicle lifetime. With minor oil changes, tire changes, stuff like oh, that. Oh, it's 100% possible. One million oh, it's miles. Possible. It's a so range. possible. I'll tell you why. That's insane. I put that Tesla up in the air, and I was amazed. There's nothing there. There's yeah. just nothing there. Like, yeah. seriously, there's nothing. Yeah. There's a little motor in the back, and the size of this motor is like, it's not any, it's like, it looks like a, it's just a differential. Yeah. Okay. The real, that's mm-hmm. the size of it. The way, the way I view the progression of EVs is the same way I view the progression of iPhones. iPhone 7, Tesla Model 3, you know, and then it's just going to get yeah. even, it's just going to progress the, whole point the is, same. The whole point is you have nothing. It's a battery. Mm-hmm. No, actually, let me make it simple. So when I was seven years old and I was talking about opening up that, that vehicle or the, the monster truck that I had, there was a lo- there was a battery, a wire, and a motor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what a Tesla it's is. It's so simple. <laughs> yeah, you it's know, so simple. it's so simple, and it's so safe as well. The yeah. the, the weight down low makes yeah. uh, like the Model Y is the safest car in the world. Yeah, that's insane. Safest vehicle in the world. Yeah, 
It's, crazy. It's, it's true. Like it's, it's crazy. There's just nothing there. So even uh, myself as a mechanic, looking looking at it from that angle, I'm like, damn. It's frightening. Like there's no work here. Right. Mm, you know, right. like this is this is the future. And that's and I, another conversation. And this is why had, right? I don't want to. I will. I. You know what? That's because th- when you go like, there's people opposed to this idea, whatnot, but it's progression. You know, it's then you can say like, man, we should all just live in caves. You know, like <laughs> things are gonna be pushed and but at the end my, of the if day my cave has a v- gated v10 Ooh. i'll stick to my cave. <laughs> <laughs> but like something but like, i'm curious to ask you about um, yeah and you can talk about this longer in next podcast if you like but um what like what how what, what do you think the mechanic industry like what, what do you think the lifetime is before evs take over and it's software based and like, like time robots. projection or? yeah yeah like what do you think is the lifetime of like well, I think, cars even. I think the technician is always going to be around. Yeah. That's the reality. Really? You have a technician all the time because you think, you know what? Um, there's still tires. It's going to be more still of a cable brakes. guy type of role. Yeah. There's still, you don't think, you don't think it'll come to a yeah. point where it's, um, ultra recyclable, ultra recyclable materials where, where it's just like, oh, it's about time, whether it's broken or not, it just goes in, gets replaced, recycled and made into new parts to do that again. You know, and mm-hmm. no technician, no no mechanic just goes in on this little rail. I don't think so. I think human nature will always be opposed to that idea, no matter how far. No, we you know what? No, because I think it industry will drive that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Industry. Dri- look, look at McDonald's. Like you're going in, and now there's screens. <laughs> yes. But but yeah. it has its purpose. I'll tell you what's gonna happen. But what's that will have more, its purpose too. Save what's money. What's more than likely to happen is people will not own cars. You're yeah, gonna have yeah. electric vehicles. Right, yeah. you're gonna have Ubers, or there's gonna be a monthly okay, subscription, or it's gonna be Uber, it's gonna be Toyota. Yeah. Sorry, not even Uber. It's gonna be Tesla <laughs> yeah. taxi, Toyota taxi. You know, stuff like that. If you're ultra rich, sure, you'll have a Bentley. I'm glad this won't be in my time. Never know. It might. Be. I don't think this. Never will. know. Things things could move real quick. Yeah. But my thing is that, and if you really think about it, like don't think about it as a gearhead, as a car guy. Mm-hmm. Think about it as like a consumer. Right. Fair. So. Right now, my vehicle brings me to to my workplace. I start at 8 and I work till 5. Well, that whole time, it's just sitting there. So what if my Tesla, the minute it drops me off, it leaves. And makes you you money. And it's on the road, dropping people A, B, C, A, B, here, there, where, and it's making me money. I'm sorry, man, but I'm not saying no to that. Right? So that's like... It's like, that's where you start the idea. Yeah. Or maybe you don't start it. Maybe Tesla starts it. Because Tesla started a lot of things that no, that people didn't believe in. Well, mm-hmm. today they're doing pretty damn well. Dude, Elon 100%. Musk is just the, the most important person in the world right now. Like, yeah. What's his net worth? Like 100 something billion? It doesn't matter. It's crazy. He doesn't yeah. need any. No, like, I, I understand crazy. that, right? but, He's at a point, but yeah, the ideas, yeah. but... It's him and But then Bezos. again, think about the idea and then it starts to make sense. So now you're in a position where a lot of people are like, wait, why do I even bother having this car? You know what? I can't afford to spend $100,000 on this fully autonomous vehicle. So you know what? If you have X number of autonomous vehicles on the road, electric, just driving around, yeah. dropping people ABC, right? All of a sudden, you know what? I don't need to buy a car. It's so cheap. I would pay the $5 or $6 a day as, a, as opposed to paying insurance, paying for charging, all the, and play, paying for monthly, paying for repairs. And again, mm. these vehicles, so many sensors and so much tech involved. Yeah. When they break down, it's just so expensive that I feel like the normal consumer, they're like, no, I don't have a car. And all it is is just cars are everywhere. 
but they're owned by the big boys. So Toyota just makes their vehicles and they put them on the road. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. now you have pretty much these vehicles driving autonomous. They're communicating with each other. You know, there's sensors everywhere. There's like a there's like a grid. There's yeah. a you know there's there's a control behind everything. Mm-hmm. But the whole point is. In the future, you don't need to own a car. That's honestly now, the do you scariest. Think that's the future North America, or is that the future all over the world? All over the world. Well, things sure. start here, and then yeah. they slowly, you know, level down to other parts of the world. That would be the day I renounce my citizenship. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one's saying that. I'm not going as far to say that. Oh, you won't be able to drive. Mm-hmm. That's right? that's what scares me, though. Is that like, yeah, like I love driving. I love driving home. I love driving to work. It, yeah. it rely- I find when I don't drive, I'm like missing something out of mm-hmm. my day. Yes. I don't mind. I don't mind like the the commute. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's good for me. That's it's how it's I feel. your escape. Exactly. Like if I'm having a bad day and or if something comes my way that's not pleasant, yeah. You just hop in the car and you just. You my just biggest fear is that escape. like it will become like just easier to not do that to have mm-hmm. just my automated ride that's safer and I'm not liable. It's a software. It's not me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, think about this. So you guys want to go fast. Well, what if on the highway you have collectors and express? Well, what if autonomous slash drivers, right? It's all so software autonomous driven. is like, it's like 200 kilometers an hour. Cause you know, guess what? These cars are talking, communicating, and they're just, they know a kilometer ahead that there's an issue and they're already stopping. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's I wild. Mean, yeah. That's, GPS. And all of a sudden it's like, you're, you're allowed LIDAR. to do a hundred, but you know, you look left and sing, 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 these cars are just flying by. Mm. You know what? There's a possibility of that. And then when you yeah. really think about it, whether you want to believe it or not, it seems realistic that that is I don't think we headed. as a society will we're, make it to that point. We're cut on the the, okay. the, the video. Did the video cut? Yeah. yeah oh, you hit good. 30 minutes? Yeah, yeah. Hit 30. All right. Yeah, so this was really, that was a fun experience. I, uh, I was a little, like, I was worried it was going to be, I don't forced. Know, a little forced or a little yeah. but you know what this is awesome man i mean i have so much to talk about you guys have been a pleasure to just sit and chat and yes, uh, you know this is just the first one and hopefully there's gonna be many many and a lot of cool topics but it's automotive man it's it's endless it's what we love yeah, yeah. it's what we love and it's endless and we can go forever we could talk all night yeah know? honestly and uh i think uh you guys gotta join us next week and we'll see what we have next for week next week. Yeah. 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 So we'll bring some guests on and uh Yes, where was listening. Thank you. And look forward to next week. Thanks for shooting the shit. <laughs> see you <laughs> later.